0: Here's a message from Ken LaVica.
1: I can't believe I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this in public, on radio, with thousands of people listening to me in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. I'm about to divulge a deep, dark college football secret of mine. Stone LeBanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set.
0: Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica
2: Live, presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up!
0: From the Anajar and Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. <laughs>
1: Fully prepared mentally, physically, spiritually to lose some of you after today when I admit, or I'm about to admit. Ken Levick Alive, Friday edition. And damn it, it's a beautiful Friday here in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast. We are in the Anna John Levine Accident and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers, right off of uh, the crystal clear. And just gorgeous. I mean, magisterial intracoastal. And Friday Night Light, Stone LeBanowitz hanging with me until one o'clock, making sure that everything goes smoothly. By this time, Monday, when we get back onto the air here on Ken Levick Alive, we're going to have our college football playoff, our top four, our semifinalists. We're going to know who's going to compete for a college football national championship. We know Georgia is going to be in no matter what happens in the SEC title game tomorrow. The Bulldogs are in. What we don't know is what two through four is going to look like. That's the big mystery. And so what I want you to tell me today is who you're pulling for. Because, yeah, this has been a bad year for the state of Florida. Miami, uh-uh. Florida, ugh. Florida State, nope, but I think we as educated football fans who appreciate the game, who still watch the college game, even if our teams aren't in it, and what the benefit of being in this area, Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast is, that benefit is that of the teams that still have a chance, there's a good good shot that a portion of our population has fans of teams that still have a realistic chance of getting into the college football playoff, the melting pot that is Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Now, here's the secret. Here's the, the, the revelation from deep in my soul. And I don't feel good about this. And it pretty much flies in the face of everything I've pontificated about, everything that I've preached about, over the last, how long have I been here? It's 2021. I started 2014 14 years here at ESPN West Palm. Whether I was an update anchor or a contributor or a co-host or now have my own damn radio Ferrari. I am rooting for one particular team to get into the playoff because I think they deserve it. And because I have enjoyed watching them play this year. And it is not Cincinnati. It is not Oklahoma State. It is not Ohio State. It is not Georgia. I am rooting hard for Alabama tomorrow in the SEC title game. If you want to turn off the show, fine. I get it. That's your God-given right. Go ahead and flip it off. I know a lot of us down here haven't forgiven Saban, I know a lot of us hate Alabama. They're the Yankees of college football. I despise the Yankees. But watching Alabama play this year, especially after the loss to Texas A&M, especially with how they've rallied together, especially with how Bryce Young just has that will, this Alabama team is fun because they keep fighting. And as fans, we like to see teams that keeps swinging even though they look like they're dead, even though they look like their time is up. It looked like their time was up at Auburn last week. It looked like Alabama was a done deal. Nick Saban's guys, they're done. But, man, they just keep willing themselves back into the picture. They willed themselves back into the game against Texas A&M. Bryce Young's a baller. That offense just finds a way. Is it perfect? No. The defense grinds out teams. I have sincerely enjoyed watching Alabama play this year, and especially in the last month, because they're not the Alabama of the last four or five years. They're not this overwhelming force to be reckoned with. They're not this death star of a college football program. You know what they are? They're underdogs. They're underdogs. They're a touchdown underdog Saturday, tomorrow, in the SEC title game. Think about that. The great Alabama is a one touchdown. Not three and a half, not four, but a touchdown underdog to Georgia. It was jarring hearing Greg McElroy go on SportsCenter and talk about what Alabama's going to have to do, what Alabama is going to have to do to beat Georgia. What Alabama... Not the other way around. Because over the last decade, it's been, what does this team have to do to upset Alabama? No. This is Greg McElroy breaking down what it's going to take for Alabama to beat Georgia. They're going to have to do a great job of protecting the quarterback because if you look at what Auburn was able to do against an offensive line that for whatever reason these last couple weeks has been very
0: gettable. They've been a little bit beat up and now they're going against a defensive line in Georgia that can beat you up not only on the edges, but can beat you up right up the middle. Bryce Young's going to have to be really smart getting the ball out of his hands and making sure that he doesn't throw it
1: into a lot of traffic. Think about this. This is Nick Saban's Alabama, and all the attention's being paid to how can Alabama figure out the juggernaut that Georgia's become? This is a Georgia team that Alabama has owned, that Alabama has smacked down and then broken their heart over and over and over and over and over and over and over again over the last 10 years. And here we are, and Alabama is not only an underdog, but they're a heavy underdog. That line's been fluctuating around a touchdown all week long. I want to see Alabama in the playoff, because I think that they have what us as college football fans like to see and that's a will. It's not a tangible thing. And I know I sound like a football meatball. I know. I get it. I get it. Like, I'm, I'm doing what annoys me about football people. But they keep battling. And I love it. I love watching them play because they know that they aren't going to cruise past teams by 40 any longer. They know that. Saban knows that. Sabin over the last month, has been more, you've got to appreciate how hard our guys work because wins aren't easy. Over the last month, he's been doing that as opposed to the, well, we're Alabama. We go out and execute. He's even changed his tune. Alabama's suddenly likable. I want Alabama in the playoff. Which team are you rooting for that has a realistic chance to get into the college football playoff? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six, 760 3776 and you can tweet at us, at ESPN West Palm. Which college football team, with a realistic chance of getting into the playoff, are you rooting hard for this weekend? 888-760-3776. So Georgia, no matter what happens to Alabama, unless they lose by 40, Georgia's going to the, the playoff, even if they lose the SEC title game. Then there's Michigan. They've got Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. And I tell you what, those scenes in Ann Arbor last Saturday, Harbaugh finally getting his win, the maize and blue, rushing the field, storming the field, that made you feel good too. I I grew up in a world where Ohio State and John Cooper couldn't beat Michigan to save their lives. And Michigan became sort of the, the dark order Of college football. And then it's been forever since Michigan beat Ohio State. And I I found myself loving the fact that Michigan finally beat Ohio State. It's amazing how role reversals happen. This is how I feel now with Alabama. And then there's Cincinnati. And I think that's probably the consensus. I want to see them in the playoff. For the first time, we're going to see a group of five team go to the playoff. If Cincinnati can seal the deal, that's a good story. It's a good story. For whatever reason, though, I feel more of a connection with Alabama. Like I, I the first couple of times I said that to myself this morning, I had a reflux. Like, you know that 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 feeling you get in your stomach. It's sort of that that stale feeling, sort of that pit feeling, sort of that. Uh oh, something's about to come up. Uh Uh-oh, something's about to regurgitate. Like That's how I felt the first couple of times I tried to talk myself into this. But I just really like the way Alabama plays and how they keep battling. They could have quit. They could have lost. They should have lost three different times against Auburn last week, and they didn't, and I appreciate that. Or maybe there's Oklahoma State. They finally win Bedlam, and now they're on the verge of going to the playoff if they win the Big 12 championship game, a Big 12 representative, not Oklahoma in the college football playoff, not bad. And then there's Notre Dame. Like, I I would think that there are plenty with a new coach, Brian Kelly gone, and we're going to get to, uh, we're going to, we're, we're going to go ahead and, uh, and, 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 and get to Brian Kelly later on in the show. Okay, we're going to get to Beverly Hillbilly, Brian Kelly, later on in the show because he's done something that has turned college football on its ear, and I'm here for it. Notre Dame, new head coach. Maybe there's the sympathy factor now, but I, I want Alabama to be in. I think the playoff is better if Alabama's playing because Alabama has that thing that we love as football fans, and that is they're going to fight you till the very damned end. They're going to fight you to the end. They're not last year's or the year before's absolute megatron of college football. They're a group of guys who are talented, but they need to earn it. And they battle, despite their deficiencies. I like that. I want Alabama. Which college football team do you want in the playoff? With a realistic shot, which college football team do you want in the playoff? 888-760-3776, 888 760 3776. Let's kick things off in Boca. That's where we find Lonzo. Lonzo, you're on Ken LaVic Live. What's up, man?
2: You literally made me throw up in my throat <laughs> thinking of people are sick of Alabama. Oh, it's, and it's just as bad as Cincinnati being in there. They played nobody, but Notre Dame. They shouldn't be ranked higher in eighth or ninth. Oklahoma State should be in there, but Michigan. Go blue, win it all. All right. So and-
1: Lonzo's in on Michigan. And Lonzo, I apologize for almost having your late breakfast come up, okay? My apologies <laughs> for you. that. So Lonzo's going with Michigan. Go blue. He wants Michigan in. And listen, I get it. Like I told you, like I told you, I'm not expecting you to be fully on board with me in Alabama. I was surprised myself. I filled in for Evan yesterday. I filled in for Evan yesterday. Five o'clock here on ESPN 1063, and and, and, and and I said I said that I usually am not coming up with the outline for the show until my drive into the office every morning to our Anna John Levine, ESPN West Palm Studios every morning. So I woke up and it occurred to me, I want Alabama to beat Georgia. I want Alabama in the college football playoff. Sometimes there's no rhyme or reason for why I think what I think. I'm not saying I'm the smartest guy on radio. I don't like a lot of you. I'm just sort of an impulsive fan. But I do know Auburn game, how they battled against Texas A&M, some of the battles that they've had this year, but then stepping up when they need to send a message like they did when Ole Miss got absolutely blasted in Tuscaloosa. I just, I like this Alabama team. They're not abrasive. They're not arrogant. They're not overpowering. And they're underdogs. They're underdogs. Alabama's an underdog. Think about that. And I'm kind of into it. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And good good, good correction from Josh Cohen. You're going to hear him today, 3 o'clock. Josh Cohen and the home team. I called him Beverly Hills, uh, Beverly Hillbillies, Brian Kelly. Yeah, Bayou Brian is more like it. Except when we get to talking about Brian Kelly, you're going to realize that he's an adopted an accent Apparently, he's adopted an accent that is actually not of the place that he's currently living in. He's got it all backwards. Which college football team do you want to get into the playoff most? 888 Mark, the truck driver on Ken LeVick Alive. What's up, Mark?
2: Yes, sir. How you doing today? Good. Good. Other than your opinion about Alabama, <laughs> I mean, give me a break. <laughs> okay? Uh, but, but let's just say this. I was... I'm from Michigan. I bleed maize and blue. Okay, and I wanted Michigan to actually lose to Ohio, so we could get rid of that O for six coach that oh, took man. over. So now what do you do? It, so now, now, well, I have to be a Michigan guy. I have to think, wow, they not only whooped Ohio State, but they beat the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm all for Michigan. I mean, I'm all not for Harbaugh because I don't believe. Him and his coaching staff are, are very good, but I think Michigan people rise up, and I think they're going to rise up and, and give Georgia the best game that they have had in, in, this year.
1: Interesting. So you think in a playoff situation, Georgia is going to face the toughest task that they've had all season long, and that's Michigan. I can't argue with that. Michigan's offensive line against Ohio State, that's one of the most dominant flat-out dog performances that you're going to find. I mean, that was nasty. That was physical. That was brutal. Now, that's a funny dynamic, though, because there were plenty of Michigan fans who were about done with Harbaugh. And suddenly, Harbaugh has probably, the way college football works, earned himself a four or five-year extension after what he did to Ohio State. And he's back to car- uh, cocky Harbaugh again now. I, that, was, that was that dominant, though. Imagine if Michigan would have closed it out against Michigan State earlier in the year. If they actually would have found a way to put foot on throat in the fourth quarter instead of letting Michigan State back in in East Lansing. We would be in line for a big-time hyped national championship game with Georgia and Michigan, potentially. That's what all the buzz would be about right now. But now there's drama because Michigan couldn't do it. Georgia's in. We know that. Then it's a toss-up. Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame- Maybe a two-loss Ohio State if things get weird. Which team are you rooting most to get into the college football playoff? Not surprisingly, I've received a ton of pushback to me rooting for Alabama tomorrow. I know. I know. I know. It's, it, it, it defies everything that has ever come out of my mouth on this radio station. But I find myself drawn to them because they work hard and they're underdogs. I appreciate them. But what about you? Which college football team are you rooting for to get into the playoff when we talk this time on Monday? 8887603776888 Seven six zero three seven seven six and tweeted us at ESPN West Palm Kenlevick Lives presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Shout out to Dr. Jim Reardon. Twenty two years, twenty two years he has run the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, and he has uh, created dream scenarios for his students, getting them their dream job in sports. It's your red carpet to sports. It's your path to sports. Sometimes it can be a labyrinth, and this really f- focuses you on the direction you want to take. The FAU-MBA Sport Management Program, classes on campus in Boca or remotely. It's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU-MBA Sport Management Program, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Which college football team do you want most in the playoff when we talk this time on Monday? 888-760-3776. And also when we return, fake vaccine cards. Antonio Brown and... How exactly was this that much different from Aaron Rodgers? We'll discuss. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the
0: Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levick. Roll Tide!
1: All right, that felt terrible. I'm not doing that again. It doesn't change the fact that of, of all the teams that still have a shot to get into the playoff. And there's there's question marks all over the place other than Georgia. Uh, Georgia's in. Georgia's in. They're going to be there. They're going to be there. They're going to play in the semifinal. Uh, they have uh, one of the greatest defenses in the history of college football. But the way Alabama has been able to overcome a lot of deficiencies this year. That offensive line has been meh. The defense has been Sort of a hit and miss. The offense has had some moments of stagnation, and they keep finding a way. They should have lost the Auburn game. Three different occasions, and they came back and won. I just appreciate how they play. I, th- that That's the bottom line here, and I think that's what's drawing me to them. Yeah, Saban annoying, Saban arrogant, Saban Saban. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't changed. But I do respect how he runs that program. I do respect how those guys get to the next level. I do respect how they compete, but this year it's going past competing. It's them uh, sort of playing above their level, if that's even possible, with an Alabama team and getting themselves in a position to play in the SEC title game against Georgia. And if they're in, they win. They, they, They are near touchdown underdogs to mighty Georgia. I still appreciate the underdog, and I appreciate how they play. And I know that people are annoyed. How in God's name could I be cheering for Alabama or rooting for Alabama? It's not like I'm going to be putting on an elephant head and uh, waving a red and white pom-pom in my living room, but I like how they play. I'm into this team. I can't fully explain it myself, but I'm into it. Which college football team do you most want to see? Which college football team are you cheering for most this weekend to get into the college football playoff when the bracket is announced on Sunday? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Ken Levick, live presented by the fau MBA Sport Management Program. Hey, Brightline is back. Thank God Brightline is back, and it's better than ever. New restaurants, station upgrades. The new Brightline Plus service gets you to and from the stations here in South Florida, going car-free and care-free in South Florida. It is easier than ever. Trains run daily between Miami, West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, and for a limited time, your first ride is free. Let me repeat that on Brightline. For a limited time, your first ride is free. It's awesome. Head to, go to brightline.com, download the free Brightline app, redeem your free ride. Also, the holidays are happening all this month at Brightline. Put on your PJs, take a magical ride on the Polar Express to see Miami Central Station transformed into a winter wonderland. This is perfect for kids. This is perfect for the kids. I've done it. You'll love it. It's worth it. All Brightline guests can also enjoy seasonal surprises at the station, including an ice skating rink, holiday markets with unique gifts from local makers and festival cocktails and treats at Brightline's new bar, Mary Mary. Book your ride at gobrightline.com today. Make your holiday season the brightest one yet. I want Alabama to win. Maybe not the national championship, but I want them to get into the playoff. I know that I've, I've turned a lot of you off. I've caused some... Uh, some some stomach upheaval potentially as well, some acidity coming back into the throat, and I apologize for that. But I I'm I'm sort of rooting for Alabama to get into the college football playoff. But what team do you want to see most? To those who still have a chance, still have a pulse, who do you want to see most in the playoff? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I think this makes me a, a a a front runner. But can I be a front runner? If I'm rooting for Alabama and they're a touchdown underdog, I don't know. I'm confused how these things work. Let's go to Jupiter. That's where Scott is. What's going on, Scott?
2: Hey, Ken. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, bud. I'm uh, rooting for Cincinnati,
0: and okay. I hope they destroy whoever they play in uh, the final two. Oh, Just- the
1: final Got you. Got you.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I want to see the NCAA expand this thing to at least eight games, and I I think that would be the only way that it will happen.
1: Scott, you're right. I I do think if if Cincinnati were to find a way to win, it's going to be bad enough for the NCAA, well, for the college football playoff, because that really is truly a different entity from the NCAA. It's going to be tough for the college football playoff to stomach Cincinnati, A, getting into the playoff, which they're in line to do, and B, then potentially winning it. You're right. That throws this entire thing into chaos, and that I I don't know what happens there. I don't know if they do expand it or if that causes them to just stay at four and then shut out group of fives for all time. I, I don't I don't know which direction they're going to go into because the money's not with the AAC getting into the college football national championship game. The money's with the SEC or the ACC getting into the college football or the Big Ten getting into the national championship game. But one thing I do know is that if they win the national championship game, Scott, I have material for the next two months. Like that's all my show is going to be for two <laughs> right. months is talking about
0: that. Right.
1: So, yeah, I'm with you as a group of five guy and appreciate the call. I'm the play-by-play voice of FAU. Florida Atlantic going to the American probably in the next year and a half. I, I, it would be cool. It would be cool to see Cincinnati get in, first of all. We've never seen a group of five do that, and then win, get to the national championship game, get a shot. Yeah. Now, I don't think that Cincinnati's at the level of Alabama or Georgia or Michigan. I just don't. But it's good. It warms my group of five soul to see them making people sweat, and I do think they're going to get in, unless they get upended by Houston, which I won't rule out. But I also think that it's good for the sport to have the group of five exposed on a national level like it's going to be if Cincinnati gets in. But I also, I just don't know which way that's going to push the the college football committee. Are they going to expand the playoff to eight or 12 off of that? Or stay at four? Or wait until this current contract runs out and say, we're bringing the BCS back. Because then the group of five definitely is never getting in, ever. Jerry's in West Palm. What's going on, Jerry? Hello? Hey, Jerry.
2: Ken, I am so disappointed in you, man.
1: (laughs) I know. I know, and I'm sorry for that. Man,
2: I I love you, brother, but I'm telling you, I'm disappointed. I know, I know. How can you rule for Alabama, man?
1: I just, I like that they keep battling. Like, they, they sort of have, and I'm being God. a football fan here, but they've got that heart, that drive, and the way they bounce back from Texas ah. AM. I know. I understand that it's making Every people... Every team plays, in. they have heart. I know. Every I know. team has heart. I know, Jerry. Tell me who you're uh. rooting for, Jerry. I know, if you can get over the... Uh, man, I look,
2: uh, Cincinnati. I, I uh. hope Cincinnati destroys everybody in their way, man. <laughs> so, Jerry's but, all about Because I, I want this thing to be turned upside down.
1: So you want you you're just rooting for the whole thing to burn.
2: I, I just crash and burn. That's what I want.
1: <laughs> see, and that's where now you want Scott and Jerry. I'm simply just rooting for Alabama. Scott and Jerry, they want to see mayhem. They want to see looting and pillaging. They want to see college football violence. They're college football masochists. Me? Simple old me? I just want Alabama, right? Meanwhile, most of you out there want to see this thing fall apart, plummet 35,000 feet from the sky and disintegrate to the ground in ash. All right. I didn't realize that was all of your mindset. Bunch of freaks out there. I mean, in all honesty, it would be fun to see Cincinnati turn this thing completely upside down and make these ADs and these university presidents sweat hard as hell. These arrogant Power 5 commissioners who think that They are the sole reason that college football is at the heights that it has achieved. These arrogant university presidents and athletic directors who sit on this college football playoff committee, who think that Power 5 is all that deserves to compete for a national championship, they're the reason that things are so lucrative. It would be so fun to see Cincinnati slap this right in their face and kick them right in their groin with something, with a run in the playoff. There are a lot of university presidents and this college football playoff committee, ADs in the power five, that need to be knocked down a peg or two or three or four or five. Cincinnati making a run would absolutely do that. In the darkest recesses of my college football soul, that's where the pettiness lives. Yeah, I'd be into that too. So I make fun of Scott and Jerry and all of you that are college football masochists, but I wouldn't mind seeing some lighter fluid in a match taken to it as well. But just on its face, as far as underdogs are concerned, going into tomorrow, Alabama is a significant underdog to Georgia. Michigan, we're expecting them to plow through Iowa. Cincinnati, we're expecting them to blow through Houston. Oklahoma State, we're expecting them to win, beat Baylor. The biggest underdog tomorrow is Alabama, and maybe that's why I'm attracted to them. Because they're the big. Think about it. The biggest underdog tomorrow is Alabama. Now, I think by Vegas numbers, Iowa might be the biggest numerical underdog. But not only is Alabama the touchdown underdog, Alabama is the touchdown underdog to a team that they've owned. And they're a touchdown underdog to a team that arguably has the best defense we've ever seen in college football. Like, that's juicy. That's enough for me to say... I kind of want to see it happen. I kind of love the storyline of Alabama rising from the ashes and beating Georgia. Because, again, they're diminished this year. This isn't the same Alabama team. Which college football team are you into? Which college football team do you most want to see get into the college football playoff? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Ken Levick live here on ESPN 106.3. is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, and I am getting to the studio every day, formulating... All of my opinions, well, not all of them, but outlining the show as I've laid out, because we're breaking down the fourth wall, while driving in the comfort of my Kia K5 GT. (sighs) I love that car. I really, truly love that car, and I got it at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, and I sincerely appreciate them, because they just make it easy, and they don't put stress on you. Let me tell you about the first couple of times I went to go buy a car. I was nervous about it. I didn't like it. I still don't like the process because I don't like getting hounded. I don't like getting sold. I don't like getting solicited. I don't like that. That's not me. It's not something that I want to be on the receiving end of. So I hate negotiating as well. I just, I don't like it. Give me a car. Let me dress dive a car and get me financing that we can agree I'm going to be comfortable with. Okay? It's that simple. And I didn't find that process That simple process until I went to Greenway, Kia, West Palm Beach. Military trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. You walk in, and you don't have three people rushing to you. Just have someone come up, shake your hand, or give you a fist bump. Say, hey, how are you? What brings you here? What are you looking for? Oh, you know, looking for something that's a little bit fun to drive, fuel efficient. I put a lot of miles on it. But yeah, I've got two girls as well. Got to fit the, uh, the, the car seats in there and make sure there's room. Oh, well, we have a K5 GT for you. Want to check it out? Sure. Oh, look at those beautiful Pirelli tires. Look at that uh, smaller racing star, style steering wheel. And I, I, I fell in love. Test drive it. Test drove it. Loved it. And then came what's always the tough part. What about the money? Well, here's the great thing. At Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, they have a credit clinic on site. They have bank reps there. They are going to call creditor after creditor after creditor after creditor. Run that credit, even if it's terrible, even if it's god-awful. And I only say that because I'm not judging. It's because I've been in that situation, and they're going to find financing for you where you're not waking up overnight in a cold sweat. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. That's GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. Check out the selection, then go into Kia West Palm Beach. Again, military trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport in West Palm Beach. Leo is in Riviera Beach. What's up, Leo. (laughs) Hey Ken, thanks for
0: taking my call. As always, um, I'm I really am interested to see how Michigan can do in the playoffs. I, I would love to see a Michigan national championship out of those teams. I'm a UCF fan, but I would love to see Michigan, uh, you know, get back on top after being down for so long. And I really think the Alabama game is going to be a low-scoring affair. Like yeah. it, it reminds me of the of the Georgia Clemson game, and it also reminds me of when LSU played Alabama a few years ago, and it was a field goal fest, like 9-6 yeah. to six at the end. Yeah, so yeah. That's, uh, I, I, and, it, and with seven points, anybody can, you know, I think Alabama's going to cover that, but we'll see.
1: I'm with you. What immediately came to mind uh, last week when we knew that this was going to be the SEC title game was that game with LSU and Alabama in Tuscaloosa, the field goal fest. Um, I'm surprised you, though, as a UCF guy, you're not rooting for the conference. You don't have AAC pride on the line this weekend?
0: Well, it's because we're going to the Big 12 in a couple years, so I'm hoping that, you know, we're kind of getting away from American. I want to be, I'm ready to be in the Big 12 already. Wow, so Leo's we can already moving focus. on.
1: Leo's already yeah. talking to UCF fan. He says, Au revoir, American. I'm headed off to the Big 12. Appreciate you, Leo. That's funny. UCF fans, pff, American pride. We're going to the Big 12. How annoying is it going to be for UCF, though? To they they're the ones who well yeah I think they're the ones that probably are most credited with putting the American on the map creating the Power Six moniker and it's going to be Cincinnati that gets into the playoff UCF had the memorable New Year's Day wins and it's going to end up being Cincinnati that reaps the benefits of dragging, uh, of UCF dragging the conference to where it got to yeah I could see that being annoying. Which college football team do you want to see in? What are you rooting for? One team to get into the playoff come Monday when we chat here on Ken Levick Alive. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us, at ESPN West Palm. Fake vaccination cards for Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown punished significantly greater than Aaron Rodgers. My question is, why? And speaking of why... And directs us to Brian Kelly. We'll return after this. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
0: From the Anijar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavicka.
1: The Dolphins have the Giants Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium. And the Giants will not have the services of Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is out. The Dolphins are going to be facing a backup. The backup is... Drama, 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 drama. Long pause. Mike Lennon. So the Dolphins are going up against Mike Lennon on Sunday. So Daniel Jones' injury is a neck injury, and it is ironic that the guy replacing him has the longest neck in NFL history. Mike Glennon will be under center for the Giants Sunday when they head to take the Dolphins. Come on, Tua. I smell the winning streak continuing. Let's go. How, By the way, how good would it feel to beat New York teams two times in three weeks? Whew, makes me tingly in my loins. By the way, Ian Rappaport tweets the following... Saints quarterback Taysom Hill, bad, is feared to have suffered a torn tendon in his middle finger that may necessitate surgery at some point, sources say. More tests are coming. The injury is called mallet finger. It was one of the ailments that Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson had earlier in the year. So Taysom Hill, already bad, now has a torn tendon potentially in his finger after hitting it on the forearm of a defender last night. Pretty solid four interceptions last night for Taysom Hill. I think the Saints are done. We've been talking college football, but I want to go focus on uh, something else massive that happened in the NFL yesterday, and that's three Buccaneers players found to have turned in fake vaccine cards. And uh, because of that, and because of violating protocols in their building, three bucks, including Antonio Brown, have been suspended three games. It is a significant punishment It's a significant breach of expectation, responsibility, and protocol. But I also remember a certain Packers quarterback conducting something similar when it comes to lying and misleading, and that was, oh yeah, the defending MVP, Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers, I get it. Aaron Rodgers did not turn in a fake vaccination card. The Packers were investigated. The NFL investigated. I think we've just sort of accepted that, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers lied to us. He said he was immunized, and he actually wasn't. He wasn't properly vaccinated, and he, uh, he took his fine. He took his punishment. If you recall, the punishment Aaron Rodgers got was just under $15,000. The Packers got a $300,000 fine. Aaron Rodgers lied Flat out lied. You can talk about levels of deception or misleading. Aaron Rodgers lied. Yeah, I'm immunized. He tried to get whatever whatever homeopathic treatment that he received up in Canada, him putting heated stones over his eyes or eating larvae and bleeding himself with leeches on his toes, whatever he thought was him being immunized, it wasn't. And the NFL told him three times, reportedly, no, that's, that's not vaccinated. Vaccinated is, is two shots. And he didn't do it. And he told the media he was immunized and made everybody believe that he was vaccinated. He showed up to press conference week after week after week after week unmasked, violating NFL protocols in that Packers building. And he got just under a $15,000 fine. Antonio Brown, meanwhile, fake vaccination card. And I want to be clear about something. The authorities aren't investigating him for that. So you need to separate how the NFL handled it from what the authorities would do. Ah, oh, he, he, he deserves the three games as opposed to Aaron Rodgers because he broke the law. Well, no, he, he's not. He, the legal authorities are not going after Antonio Brown. This is strictly an NFL punishment. Antonio Brown, I'm fine with him being suspended three games. What I'm not fine with is that Aaron Rodgers, what he did, lives in the same subdivision of lying, that Antonio Brown lives in when it comes to COVID and being vaccinated or not. Now, we're talking about a $15,000 fine, not quite, compared to a three-game suspension. Why? Did Aaron Rodgers get special privilege in retrospect based off of his COVID line? 888-760-3776, 888 760 3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm again, eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. 760 3776 Did Aaron Rodgers get special privilege on his COVID uh, line compared to what we've seen with Antonio Brown? Here's what I think it comes down to with Antonio Brown. And Marcus Spears backed me up on this on NFL Live yesterday because. I think what what Antonio Brown is suffering from, a guy who has star power, and two other Buccaneers, including FAU's own John Franklin, got dinged three games for their fake vaccine cards. But I think what this comes down to is less fake vaccine card and more for Antonio Brown, a lifetime achievement award. And this is Marcus Spears, and this from Marcus Spears makes me feel like that than ever before.
0: This is so dumb. First of all, pay attention to your history, bro. Like, why would you put yourself in this particular situation? Yeah. Just don't get vaccinated. Yeah. We just saw Amari exactly. Cooper. He's not vaccinated. He had to send out 10 games. <laughs> it, it is one of the stupidest things I've seen since I've been covering the NFL. It's stupid. It's dumb. And it's typical of what Antonio Brown history has told us about who he is. It is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it is stupid. And it is dumb. But I think that we give quarterbacks and we give Aaron Rodgers especially the benefit of the doubt because he's unique and he's cerebral and he reads books and he has theories and he grows his hair long and he wants to discuss existence. He's more than just football. And then when we think of Antonio Brown, it's largely all negative. Assault. Harassment. Uh, malpractice when it comes to uh, uh, conducting himself in a professional manner in his organization. Yeah, I mean, Antonio Brown's dope. Marcus Spears is right. But when it comes to this punishment, you can't tell me that what Antonio Brown did, there's such a vast difference from what Antonio Brown did with the vaccine cards, three games, compared to what Aaron Rodgers did, $15,000 fine. Those two instances of lying live in the same subdivision. They have the same property value. They have the same zip code. This isn't a Grand Canyon-esque ravine separating the two. The instances of lying, fake vaccine card, or Aaron Rodgers just flat out line everybody's face, it lives in the same complex. Yet, Antonio Brown gets three games suspended, can't come back until December 26th. Aaron Rodgers got a $15,000 fine in the following days after it was. Aaron suited up. I don't don't quite get that. And it kind of seems like Aaron Rodgers is getting a little bit of the VIP treatment, a little bit of the MVP treatment, a little bit of the QB treatment, a little bit of the star treatment. Subsequently... From Aaron Rodgers' COVID line, did he get some special treatment compared to Aaron Brown, Antonio Brown? Did Aaron Rodgers get special treatment after his COVID line? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. I know we don't like Antonio Brown. There's not a lot to like about him other than his football. Other than that, I get it. The guy kind of sucks. But you have to look at this objectively. And the, well, he violated a federal mandate. He committed a federal crime. That does not matter in this instance because it is not what the authorities are looking at. The authorities aren't looking at this. The authorities aren't looking at this. This is the NFL. Aaron Rodgers, lied. Antonio Brown, lied. I think Antonio Brown's getting a little bit of a lifetime achievement award. Whereas Aaron Rodgers, he was able to go on Pat McAfee and repeat every conspiracy theory under the sun, wrote a $14,679 check, and then he was good to go after that. Just seems a little unbalanced to me, if you will. 888-760-3776. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Did Aaron Rodgers get special privilege compared to Antonio Brown? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Let's head to Palm Beach Gardens. That's where Chad is. Hey,
2: Chad. Hey, uh, I completely understand your position on the uh, the unfair treatment, but the big difference is Aaron Rodgers lied to the fans. Antonio Brown lied to the NFL. By all accounts, everybody within the Green Bay organization is saying, now at least, yeah, we knew he wasn't vaccinated. Um, Antonio Brown forged a medical document, which is a big no-no, and submitted it to the NFL. Uh, it'd be akin to lying about an injury. It'd be akin to lying about anything medical. And then on top of that, he put the rest of his team at sure. risk. Sure. Aaron Rodgers didn't follow the protocols and lied to the fans, pretty obviously, But I haven't heard any allegations that he lied to the NFL or submitted any sort of fraudulent paperwork. That's
1: what's frustrating to me, though, Chad, and this is actually sort of an offshoot of this conversation, uh, but... The fact that the NFL then seemingly knew Aaron Rodgers' vaccine status, yet never called out the Packers or Aaron Rodgers or came down on him when they saw him repeatedly week after week walking into that media scrum with no mask, violating protocols, largely on national television every single week, that that right there just shortest, sort of shows, and maybe not directly related to Antonio Brown, that Aaron Rodgers, through this entire thing, definitely did receive some special treatment.
2: Oh, I have no doubt that he and and the number of players have received special treatment, but the key to understand here is this isn't a hit on Antonio Brown or an elevation of Aaron Rodgers. This is an indictment of the NFL because they, frankly, don't care about COVID. That's a good call. They care about the optics of
1: COVID. That's a great call. That's really well said, actually. Good call there from Chad in uh, Palm Beach Gardens. Yeah, I think there's something to that. They don't truly care about the, the, the safety when it comes to the pandemic. They like the optics. Hey, we're doing something. We're doing something. Oh, you lied to us? Three games. Not really worried about the spread. More worried about the, we feel offended by your conduct. PGA TOUR Superstore this holiday season. PGA Superstore has you covered. Find gifts for every player on your list this holiday season at PGA TOUR Superstore. Home for golf pros and beginners. PGA TOUR Superstore, the largest selection in golf club shoes, apparel, and more. Certified club fitters at PGA TOUR Superstore. They're going to fit any club in the store. If you need to improve your game, gift yourself time with a PGA TOUR Superstore. Certified teaching professional and become a master of the links. South Florida has three locations. Palm Beach Gardens, Delray, and Plantation. They make it easy to shop with their PGA TOUR Superstore's holiday gift guide on their website. All you have to do is visit PGAtourSuperstore.com, click the link to their holiday gift guide. When we come back, we're going to leave you, head you into the weekend with the most hilarious thing you're going to hear in college football and maybe all of sports for the next calendar year. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
0: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken
1: Lavica. Brian Kelly is hilarious. I mean, Brian Kelly is legitimately hilarious. He's now a southerner, a native of Massachusetts who has spent uh, the, uh, the, the the last 12 years at Notre Dame, is now a southerner. More on that in a second. Ken LeVica live here on ESPN 106.3. EDS air conditioning. EDS is, yes, it's the holiday season, and for a lot of you, the pressure is on because you're going to have a lot of family coming down from up in the snowy north, and they want to come here for warmth and a vacation and a holiday season where they can wear shorts, and you're hosting. But what happens if you're A.C.? is on the fritz. what happens if your ac is on the way out what happens if your ac dies then your family's going to hate you your family's never coming back and the holidays are ruined that's why you need eds air conditioning even though it's december you got to know that it gets hot it's going to be in the mid 80s today it gets warm your ac's being put to work if it dies out your family's here the holidays well they're spoiled so you need someone reliable and that's eds air conditioning eds is yes they're a trained comfort specialist it's hard to stop a train they're using the best equipment and they're making their appointment schedule work around your schedule doing their best to do that one of the few in the industry that ends up doing that eds air conditioning eds is yes be proactive about your ac and if it does die out They're going to get to you quickly, 561-316-8799, 561-316-8799. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. Last night, new LSU head coach Brian Kelly showed up to the LSU basketball game and addressed Tiger fans for the first time. I want everybody to realize Brian Kelly, a native of Massachusetts, who has lived the last decade of his life in South Bend, Indiana, I want you to hear Brian Kelly speak to LSU fans. Stone, let's hear it. Well,
0: this is a great way to get started, and I haven't even won all my games yet. It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family, What? and we are so excited to be in the great state of Louisiana, but more importantly, to be with
1: Two great fans hold on there was a part there in the middle a part there in the middle let's see if we can cut that down a little bit let's get to the uh, uh, a little bit of a shorter part was was that a southern accent is Brian Kelly who has lived in Baton Rouge Louisiana for roughly 30 hours busting out a southern accent let's let's hear that let's hear that 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 shorter portion stone
2: I'm here with my family what
1: Fine. Uh, one more time
2: I'm here with my family
1: Family. Let's just hear the word.
2: Family.
1: Family. 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 What is Family. Brian Kelly doing? Family. What is Brian? One more time. Family. Family. Brian Kelly is not a southerner. And people in Louisiana don't talk like that. What is he doing? Family. Family! 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 That's so... Family! Family! Thanks to Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levic. I've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye!